You could save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, but when we just come out and say it, it feels like it falls a bit flat. So instead, we're going to hire a professional voice actor and pay him absurd amounts of money to say, I like this product. Hmm, not sure why that was better. I mean, I'm a professional too. But we didn't pay him to say the business part, so back to me. Save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive. Sorry, I know hearing me say it was a bit of a letdown. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Do you want the best for your car? Then fill up with premium at Circle K. Circle K Premium is our best fuel with double the cleaning detergent, protecting your engine from corrosion and damage so it can work at its best. And that, my friend, increases your mileage for more cha-ching in your pocket. Plus, when you fill up with premium at Circle K, you can save up to 20 cents per gallon. Offer valid Thursdays or Fridays at participating stores. For details, visit CircleK.com. Circle K. How convenient. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Who's better, Jokic or MBJ? They're both so unique, man. Like, they're one-on-one bits. Who would you rather play with? If you're a floor spacer, Jokic's basketball IQ is off the charts. His passing ability is so dangerous. But Joel Embiid's offensive ability to space the floor, I mean, they're both do things very similar. I'll be happy with either. TJ and Max, followed by Greeny. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. Daniel Salerson, Aaron Summers filling in for Gus Kangale. Final hour of the sports hangover coming up at 3 o'clock. It's after further review. Larry Holder, Matty Hudak will take it from here from 3, I guess, to 5.30 here in New Orleans with pregame coverage for Pelicans and Hornets at 5.30, then Pelicans and Hornets at 6 p.m. tonight, and hopefully you'll be hearing some more highlights like this one. Now Young, little stutter step, picked up his dribble, right free throw line extended, and there's Herb stepping into this passing lane again, his third steal. Bounce feed to Billy, running the floor, lay it in, Herb Jones not on Herb! This, and Jose steals off the inbound and lays it in. Deal Alvarado! (laughs) Grand Theft Alvarado back in the ATL! Oh, I love that nickname, credit to Andy Demetra of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets Radio Network. He's the one that came up with Grand Theft Colorado, also the Brooklyn Burglar. I mean, if you have highlights like this, Aaron, uh, tonight the Pelicans could win their third straight on the road. Yeah, got to play defense exactly like that. This Charlotte team is really good. Second in the NBA in points, second in assists, second in fast break points, and they are just solid all around. So, yeah, Pelicans have to be on on their ones and twos on the defensive end. And I will confirm that Jose Alvarado likes that nickname. He does. Grand Theft Alvarado. He's been putting it up on his Instagram and tweeting about it today. So he is definitely a fan, which is good, because sometimes you give people nicknames and and they don't like them. 
Yeah, but what's I not like to like about one. that yeah, one? It's great. It's it's excellent. Five eight hundred nine nine eight one zero zero three. Almost gave up the phone number for our post game show, which we can do here in a <laughs> little you bit. You guys can call that too later. You can just call a little that bit too later. later. Absolutely. Aaron Summers will be here to help you take some calls. Maybe later. Cajun Goat is on the line. What's going on, man? Hey, how y'all doing today, man? Y'all doing a great job. I want to tell you that to start off. I and, appreciate uh, you. I want to say, hey, man. I want to say that uh, I thought last night was a a, a, a great. A great win for the Pelicans and a step going forward for this for this organization. Um, you come off of blowing a team out, and then you come back and you play a hard team, and it comes down to the wire, and you finish it. And, and step one was beating the Spurs. Step two was was coming back, uh, 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 the, the uh, Atlanta coming back, and you finishing that game. And step three would be the night coming off of a back-to-back. If they can pull this game off, it, you can see the change in the franchise. And imagine they're doing this with three rookies getting playing time. That's that's amazing. Willie Willie Green uh, should be up for coach of the year if they make it if they make it into the playoffs. I, yeah. I just want to say that. And as far as the rivalry thing y'all were talking about, <laughs> yeah. I hate the Lakers. I hate the Lakers. And let me tell you, I know rivalry is supposed to be between the two teams, but rivalries nowadays is against what fans hate what fans. We okay. hate the Lakers. Okay, yeah. Because number one. Number one, their their media has been trying to sell out a team to Seattle for how long? Yeah. How many of the me- reporters out of out of Los Angeles have been saying, "Well, you know, this is a team that can end up being uh, in Seattle, you know, because uh, New Orleans can't support it." And that's all you hear from their fans too. Now I want to say, now the Lakers are in disarray. I think Seattle ought to look into getting the uh, Seattle <laughs> Lakers over there as quick as they possibly can. I think you're right. I think a team like that really doesn't deserve. There's only room for one team, maybe in Los Angeles, so maybe it's the Lakers that have to split apart from them and go to Seattle. That's a great point, and I'm glad you brought up the rookies because, I mean, the impact that Jose had, especially when you look at last night, there was a, a moment in the fourth quarter where he was out, and you're seeing people on Twitter like, "Where's Jose? You got to get him back in." And then that defense by him and Herb Jones really sparked this team to hold off a really good Atlanta Hawks team. And it's interesting you bring up Willie Green and Coach of the Year because normally when you talk about a Coach of the Year, you talk about a, a team that is, you know, guaranteed a playoff spot, a team with a, a winning record right now. And even though Willie and the Pelicans don't have a winning record, I feel like from how this year started with the injuries between Bi and Zion, and then getting CJ McCollum, I mean, this team is over 500 since that one in 12 start, or right at 500. So I, I agree with you. I think there should be some consideration for for Willie Green, Coach of the Year. I think what's really. And I have one last question. I have one for last question for you guys. Since you're, y'all guys are insiders, uh, as far as, uh, Kyra, um, I hear a lot of, I hear a lot of Pelican fans on the, uh, after game thing, uh, a, a few people about trading him and trying to get a better piece and this and that. Um, what do y'all think, uh, about keeping the younger core and watching them develop? Because it's obvious that Willie Green and this staff can develop players to be great. I appreciate it. That's a great question. And Aaron, do you want did you want to start on that one or you want me to go or what do you think? I think that you can see the way that Willie Green pours himself into these players and the way that he spends extra time with them to figure out what would work best for them on the court and really help to give them that. He's trying to put these players in the best position to succeed and with this, you know, in the same regard, getting them on the same page as playing as a team, playing together, playing for the same goals that he wants. They definitely have done a really good job developing some of this young talent. It's tough. You can't keep everybody. 
I think that, you know, the way that Jose Alvarado has been able to step in, we wouldn't have seen that maybe if Kyra Lewis was still on the court because he would be playing that back or backup point guard role. He would be the one coming in after Devonte. So because of some of the injuries that we've seen this year, while they haven't been fun, I mean, without Brandon in the lineup earlier this, you know, in January, the team was two of 11 and it was frustrating at times that if you didn't have everybody on the floor, then you didn't feel very confident about what this team was going to be able to do. But at this point in the season, because some of these rookies, some of these younger players have gotten forced into opportunities and forced to figure it out on the fly, we're seeing that play out you know, in the best way possible right now, that they're ready for some of these moments that they've developed a little bit quicker. And I yep. tell you, if people don't know and they didn't see the interviews you guys do and everything, uh, just goes to show you how Willie Green really knows talent because mm-hmm. he told Griffin that he wanted Alvarado on the roster. So let's not forget that. Yep. Y'all have a great day, guys. You too. Appreciate it, Cajun Goat. And I want to piggyback of what Aaron said. She made a great point. I think continuity goes a long way um, with teams as far as getting to where they want to be. When you look at some of the teams at the top, especially Milwaukee, there's a reason why they are another team considered to be uh, an NBA Finals champion once again because they really brought the same team back. I know they're in a different situation. The Golden State Warriors, the Utah Jazz have been at the top for a little bit. They haven't gotten over the hump, but they're a team that has really kept their same pieces for the last few years. When you look at the Pelicans in the last couple of years, there's been a lot of turnover. Mm-hmm. There's been six to seven to eight different guys on the roster every single season. And with Kyra, it's interesting because I feel like we didn't get to see enough of Kyra this year to determine his future with New Orleans. This is just his second year out of Alabama. And when he got hurt, I feel like he was starting to make that trend upward. Yes. He was starting to find his rhythm. The game was starting to slow down. So I'm not sure if you really just want to give that away right away in order to make your roster better if you look at the guys under contract and you're assuming that you're going to have a zion williamson healthy back next season zion's under contract cj's under contract Jonas, bi herb jackson you go down the list here i know i'm missing some people and i'll have to go through my roster here Aaron, let me know what i'm missing here but you have guys like billy hernan gomez trey murphy Najee marshall those are just eight or nine right now that are already going to be coming back based on their contract situations. So if you're me, I stay hold with Kyra and see what he has in training camp, how the knee feels. It mm-hmm. could be someone that could add some depth. We've seen with injuries, this team sometimes lacked depth. I forgot about Devontae Graham as well, who wasn't playing. That's why I didn't see him on the thing from last night. But that's a solid guard rotation if you get a healthy Kyra Lewis back in an extra year with Jose and maybe Devontae learning his role a little bit differently alongside CJ McCollum that maybe you can focus on getting another wing player, a, a 3 and D player that can help you instead of really focusing on guards. I know shooting is something that they need from the guards a little bit. You help that out with CJ, um, and Kyra is still not quite there yet shooting-wise, but I think it's too early to tell whether you, what you do with Kyra just based on the fact that if you're returning a lot of these guys, I think continuity goes a long way as far as this team making a, a step up in the Western Conference. I think that they made a huge step up with the trade of yep, CJ McCollum sure. and adding that in. I don't think that there is a big move that they need to make this offseason. You added such a vital piece to your roster, somebody that you can count on down the stretch, somebody that's played in every type of game, that is a certified bucket getter, as we've heard John DeShazer say, time and time again because he does he gets 
you a bucket when you need it in a game. And he's also added to the locker room. He's talked about the mentality that he brings every single day to the court, regardless of what's on the line. And it's about getting the rest of the players on this team, some of the younger guys, understanding that that's how you have to attack every single game, regardless of it. If it's you have to win this game for standings or if it is a playing game or if it is a must-win game, you kind of have to approach it the same way. And I think if you can start to develop some of those, um, some of those, what is it called? Uh Oh my gosh. Like tendencies? Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, just habits. Habits. There you go. That's the word. (laughs) You can start to develop those habits across the board, across all of the players. Then what this team can accomplish when they are fully healthy, it's going to be ridiculous. I mean, mind you, we don't have Zion Williams and have not had him on the court for the entire season. And there's been a lot of players in and out due to COVID or due to injuries and it's this team is very different when you have Brandon and CJ together or and then you add in Zion and then you have Jonas and then the way Jackson's been playing. Um, I don't think you really need to be searching for many more pieces. No, I, I completely agree with you. I, I think the sky's the limit with a trio of Zion, CJ and BI. And you're not even mentioning some of the guys that we talked about before with Herbert Jones and Jonas Valanciunas um, and, and other things like that. Um, locker room is something that you brought up. I think it's a great point is the culture that Willie Green has started here. And it goes back to the Josh Hart and Nikki Alexander Walker trade with both those guys sitting courtside mm-hmm. after they got traded. You, you've never seen anything like that. At least I have. I don't think anyone has as far as getting traded instead of immediately bolting for that locker room and going to your next city. They stay and watch the game. So if anything, if you're attracting guys, look, you have some young guards that you can roll with. Um, also, you know, money's going to be a situation when you're going to have to pay some of these guys at some point. Luckily, you have Zion on your rookie contract. That will change things a little bit. Um, is Jackson not up? Jackson's well? not up either. Okay. So you, they're all going to be up for extensions. Right. Um, okay. but they're still under the rookie contract. So again, they're going to be all together. If you get this set pick from Los Angeles and you have two first round picks, you know, do you really need more young talent? I think it couldn't hurt to have another first-round pick, but what if they parlay those into getting that, you know, wing guy that can back up or help Brandon Ingram? I think depth is, like you mentioned, the biggest thing because we have seen some time this season where the the lack of depth has mm-hmm. really hurt the Pelicans when both big players go down in McCollum and B.I. When one of them goes down, the record is starting to prove a little bit with B.I., but it hasn't been great all season long. I don't think you can have too much depth on a roster, especially when you get into the playoffs. That's been one of the, after the Pelicans beat the Blazers in the first round in 18, and you got to the Warriors, the depth just was not there compared to Golden State. So it's going to be an interesting offseason for David Griffin, but you're right. I think for the first time in a while, you might see a little bit more continuity than you would normally see from this franchise. And being able to develop that depth because you have players that maybe can go somewhere else and play more minutes, but they want to come to New Orleans now. That is something that is changing. The culture is changing. The narrative is changing around this Pelicans team. And it's a lot of it started with CJ McCollum's desire to play here. All right, we'll continue talking about the Pelicans. We'll preview Pelicans and Hornets next with Rod Boone of the Charlotte Observer. You're listening to the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans 100.3 FM. Put 
An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-sized problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will see king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. If your garage door is damaged or destroyed during Hurricane Ida, then you need to call American Garage Door Supplies in Homa today. If you need a dependable repair or professional installation, American Garage Door Supplies in Homa will deliver a level of incredible service for your residence or business. Call 985-633-1623 today or stop by 7424 West Park in Homa and check out the many colors of residential and commercial roll-up doors. Plus, at American Garage Door Supplies of Homa, you'll get your door in just a few weeks, not months. Like us on Facebook, American Garage Doors. It's crawfish season and Louisiana crawfish are ready for boiling. Rouse's Markets has special seafood boiling rooms in stores. Yep, these guys are professional boilers. Rouse's Market starts with the prettiest Louisiana crawfish, of course. But the key is the Rouse's Down the Bayou Seafood Mix. It's seasoned with just the right amount of lemon and onion and garlic and heat. Get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot. 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day. That's 11 to 7 at Rouse's Markets. Tastes like home. Advanced Eye Institute and cut off at your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Daniel Salerson, Aaron Summers filling in for Gus Kattengale. Pelicans and Hornets tonight from the Spectrum Center in Charlotte, North Carolina to help us preview tonight's game in Charlotte. Welcome in Rod Boone covering the Hornets and the NBA for the Charlotte Observer. Rod, good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? Good, good. I appreciate your time. It's a big one for both teams. I know the Hornets are happy with what the Pelicans did last night, getting the Hornets a little bit of help beating the Hawks. Now the Hornets one game ahead of the Hawks for the ninth seed in the Eastern Conference. You talk about this team winning four games in a row right now. They've been a little streaky all season long, but what stuck out to you so far about this four-game winning streak for Charlotte? I think the fact that they've been shooting the ball so well, especially from three-point range, that's been one of their main thing is all year. Anybody that's followed the team knows the Hornets have been pretty much one of the top offenses all season. It's really been about their defense. So when they're shooting the ball well and they're playing defense the way also they had the last four games or so where they're um, digging a little bit more in on that side of the ball and teams are not being able to get what they want inside as much, You know they're, they're playing much much better so far. So we'll see if they continue against the Pelicans tonight. But the Hornets have definitely been one of the up-and-down teams of late, especially this season. But right now they're kind of up. Statistically, they look great. You look at their offensive numbers. What do you think that's attributed to and their ability to just be so efficient to play with that pace and, and obviously, you know, their second and fast break points as well? Well, I think first of all is their point guard, you know, starts with the mellow ball. He's the type of guy who get the ball essentially out of the net, get a pass down the court before you can even blink your eye and turn your head uh, to that side of the floor. So they want to get up and down the court. That's the thing with the Hornets is if they can 
uh, especially get stops on defense where to rebound the ball and find guys in transition, they're really hard to beat because they have several guys who not only can beat you from, from a standpoint of offensively, but they can just spread you out. I mean, you have Miles Bridges who can do out use with LaMelo. He can also shoot three-pointers. Terry Rosick can do his thing and catch two three-pointers as well. Um, you know, you throw in uh, Kelly Oubre out there. You know, you just have different guys who can score the ball. So it starts with pace. And LaMelo had this snake per se. So when he's out there playing well, uh, rebounding the ball, getting assists, they're really, really hard to beat. So LaMelo's going to get really familiar with Herb Jones again tonight, basically, is, is what we're saying. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the Hornets are going to have to figure a way out tonight to kind of keep this thing rolling because that's kind of been, again, as we said earlier, just one of their main things this year is they're, they're kind of so up and down. It's really not so much about the opponents and, and what they're doing. It's usually more about the Hornets. They usually um, can't find a way to stop teams on, on, you know, essentially on defense. When they have guys inside, a lot bigger guys, that gives them trouble. You know, Mason Plumlee's kind of giving a little bit of, of a help inside of compared to the years after they had guys like Bismarck, Fiambo, Okoye Zeller. But for the last four or five games, teams have been able to kind of get what they wanted to inside. If the Hornets can just show up defensively inside the paint, again, they, they've been pretty good. So if they do that again tonight against the Pelicans, they should have a good chance to win this game. I'm glad you brought up the size, but I feel like a big acquisition for the Hornets at the deadline was Montrez Harrell, at least helped them with that size. How much has he been able to help at least try to solidify that, that, back, that front court um, is trying to make this playoff push? He's been really huge for him, honestly. And, it's, and what's crazy is he doesn't—he's not really a tall guy. So he's about six seven, six eight, but he's kind of long. And he kind of just has a little bit of of a dog in him per se. And the Hornets didn't have a little bit of that. They were missing a little bit of that. the guy with the attitude out there who can mix it up, get the crowd fired up all the time, make sure that um, you know he gives a hard foul if he has to, so guys don't get eaten away if, if, if at all possible. He's been really, really big for him. He's one of those pickups that the trade deadline. You know, he flew under the radar because he wasn't a splashy move per se. But I've been actually writing about him for a couple of years uh, for the Hornets. I feel like he's not only a player they could use, um, but also being that he's a home kind of state guy. He's from Tarboro, which is a couple hours away from Charlotte. I just think that also kind of adds a little bit of flavor to it, too, because he's able to kind of see his family. He just plays a little bit maybe harder, per se, when you come amongst your home state, amongst your people who love you and watch you play. So he's been great for him so far come up the bench and give them a nice spark. So, you know, without him, they probably wouldn't be where they are right now Gave up above 500. We're talking with Rod Boone covering the Hornets and the NBA for the Charlotte Observer. You can follow him on Twitter, at Rod Boone. Um, someone that's been out for Charlotte lately has been Gordon Hayward. Rod, who's been stepping up in Gordon's absence and able to keep this team afloat? Actually, he's been P.J. Washington. He's actually one of the players, believe it or not, has kind of stepped into that forefront because for a few games – when Gore went out, James Borrego was inserting Kelly Oubre um, at small forward spot. And Kelly seems to be better for this team off the bench. You know, he kind of comes and gives him that jolt, kind of just fire away. And seems to be better in that role for him. So the last, I want to say, uh, you know, I want to say eight to ten games, not exactly sure what exactly has been. But with Washington starting, P.J. Washington starting essentially at that power forward spot, moving Miles Bridges to the third spot. It's kind of helped the Hornets kind of stabilize things because P.J. has been a stretch five most of his career for the Hornets. Um, but he's playing power forward spot. It can also rebound the ball and bring his men um, out to the three-point line and hit those three-point shots. The Hornets are a tough team. Usually when he scores between 15 and 20 points, you know, they're going to win. So that's kind of key to kind of watch tonight and see what kind of game he has because if he's hitting that three-point shot early, it can be lights out for the Pelicans. 
Well, speaking of scores, in the last matchup between these two teams, the Pelicans did not have C.J. McCollum in that game. You mentioned the fact that, you know, it's for for the Hornets, it's them focusing on themselves. But, I mean, you have to focus on C.J. being in this game this time around. And how does that change things? Well, it definitely changes things because you're right. When you're missing one of your top scorers out there, God gives you punch, a little bit of attitude in the backcourt as well. Um, that definitely was more in the Hornets' advantage. And obviously during that game, you know, they went out there and handled their business. But with C.J., that's not going to happen tonight. And, you know, not only with C.J., but also um, Devontae Graham. Obviously, he didn't play last night against the Hawks. But I'm, I'm not sure the status right up now, what it officially is. But <laughs> barring something crazy, I think he's going to play tonight because this is the game that he's pretty much probably waited all year for. Sure. Think about it. This is the team that he grew up essentially um, with in the NBA. They kind of helped him get to where he's at now, to get the contract he got to come in with the Pelicans and become one of the key players. So I think for him, he's going to come out there and try to have a big game. So you, if you're the Hornets, you're going to worry about him too because if he goes out there and lights up, Devontae, as we know, once he gets going, if he hits that first couple of three-pointers, he's kind of tough to kind of stop a little bit there. So between C.J. McCollum and also Devontae Glenn getting going, the Hornets definitely have their hands full tonight for sure. Definitely familiar with Devontae Graham and his game from the Hornets' perspective. And then also Billy Hernan Gomez, somebody that came from the Hornets as well. Two players now with the Pelicans. What is it like for players when they do come in and they play these opposing teams like that? I mean, how much more incentive is it to be on the court tonight and have a good game? Oh, they definitely want to have a good game because, you know, the Hornets essentially help both of these guys kind of grow up in some regard um, in their NBA careers. And when you're not with that team anymore, um, you, you, it's kind of a fun thing in some regard because you want to show them, hey, I should be with you basically forever. Now that I'm going to show you guys what you're missing. Right. On top of that, when you have some guys on the team who you're still really close friends with, I mean, Miles Bridges um, is one of Devontae Graham's best friends. And, oh, by the way, tonight is Miles' birthday. So things of that mm. nature make it even more fun when you're a player like this against uh, your old team, your old teammates. So I think Devontae coming in, um, it's going to be fun for him because not only is he facing his old teammates and friends, but he's going to have a lot of friends and family to stands from Raleigh here as well, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the place to be will be the Spectrum Center tonight. Rod Boone, at Rod Boone. You can follow him on Twitter covering the Hornets in the NBA for the Charlotte Herb Observer. Rod, before I let you go, obviously these are the two teams that are in ninth place right now in their respective conferences as the Pelicans trying to hold off the Lakers. The Hornets trying to hold off the Hawks. It seems like they'll solidify a spot based on who's in 11th in the Eastern Conference. But when you're looking at number eight for Charlotte, do you believe and does this team believe that they could potentially catch Brooklyn to try to maybe get that eighth spot and maybe force themselves to only have to win one ga- one uh, one win to get them into the playoffs instead of having to win two? Well, it's possible, and I'll tell you why. I'm not sure they'll be able to do it, but it's possible, in part because, first of all, the Hornets have more home games left still than road games. And at the same regard, one of those road games they do play comes this Sunday in Brooklyn. So you can kind of just hang close to Brooklyn and maybe steal that game in Brooklyn, a place that they already won um, in game three of the regular season way back in October it was. They can have the season series and finish it 2-1, which gives them a tiebreaker head-to-head. So it's possible for sure. I'm not sure if it will happen. Still a tough schedule in terms of road games for the Hornets. They have to play the Heat, the Sixers, amongst those teams I just mentioned, Brooklyn. So it could happen. Uh, I'm not sure if it will, but this game will suddenly could definitely um, you know, be the one that they need if they're going to get to that mark because if they can't have the tiebreaker, they got to finish obviously a game ahead of that team, then I won't see it happening. 
to me, they won't be able to do it, having to get a game ahead of Brooklyn with, I think it'll be about, uh, at that point, about seven games left. All right, the playoff swing is in high gear. Should be a fun one tonight from the Spectrum Center. That's Rod Boone. Of course, he'll be there covering the Hornets in the NBA for the Charlotte Observer. You can follow him on Twitter at Rod Boone. Rod, I appreciate the time. Enjoy the game tonight. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. There he goes. That's Rod Boone and Aaron. Uh, he made up some great points about tonight's ball game. I think you you asked him some great questions about how this is a different ball game for these two teams when you talk about Last time these two teams mm-hmm. played 10 days ago, you didn't have C.J. McCollum. You did not have Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram's still out. You hope to get Devontae Graham back, but 142 points allowed. Um, if you look at what the Spurs – I go back to the Spurs and Pelicans because if you look at what the Spurs did when C.J. was basically kind of getting acquainted with the Pelicans, the Spurs almost embarrassed them at home, and the Pelicans took a, a took it back at them on Friday night. I feel like this could be another case of that tonight. Um, with the, the Pelicans playing really good on this road trip? I hope so. I always worry about back-to-backs. I worry about road trips where you kind of set out to to want to win two of three, and then you, you feel good about what you were able to accomplish because now you already got those two wins. So how much are you getting up and getting ready for this last game before you're getting home? Are you overlooking it? Are you thinking, man, we just played. We've been playing really tough. We've played great. Let's just kind of get through this one and get home and then reset, refocus on Chicago. Hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully they lock in and they're like, all right, maybe Devontae gives them a little pep talk in the locker room ahead of time and and then we, we cruise because these games since the All-Star break have been pretty lopsided. If if we win, it's been you know a great win, but if we lose, it's been by a lot. So you don't want to see that happen again. Defense definitely needs to, to lock in. Yeah, you're able to get finally a kind of a clutch time win last night right. against the Atlanta Hawks their first one post all-star break you're absolutely right it's either been blowouts on either side and I think it's been good for this team to kind of learn how to win or lose maybe in the clutch because this is what it could come down to not only in these last 11 games but also in the playoffs these games are going to become very close it's going to have to be everybody on the team that decides that they're going to come to play because you can't have one or two players here or there fighting down the stretch, you know, Jose running all over the place, can't do it all on himself. Uh, you know, it's always been tough, I think, for some of the players that play more minutes. Jonas Valanciunas being a big guy, he's definitely, you know, wary after a, a game and having to travel and being in a back-to-back just not quite fared very well for the Pelicans this season. So maybe they can make a statement win tonight and kind of show that that's not the case. This could be a statement win if they are able to get by the Charlotte Hornets tonight. All right, that is uh, Rod Boone. We still have more Pelicans and Saints to talk about. When we come back, our very own John DeShazer joins the program. You're listening for the flagship station for your New Orleans Pelicans, ESPN New Orleans, 100.3 FM. It's Tango Day, everybody. Follow after me and step and bet and slide and dip. That's Tango. Why is Ice T leading our Tango class? It's probably the heart shaped Honey Nut Cheerios. He found out they can help lower cholesterol. Now he's having fun taking care of his heart in all sorts of new ways. Let's see those hips move, people. Hurry and get your heart shaped Cheerios. They're only here for a limited time. Get in zone. AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. So, you need to change your oil. 
Right now, you can get five quarts of Valvoline Daily Protection or Valvoline Max Life High Mileage Motor Oil with an STP oil filter, plus an STP air filter or cabin air filter for just $36.99. Visit one of our 6,000 stores or order from AutoZone.com for same-day store pickup or next-day delivery. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. It seems to me, and I have no way of knowing this for sure, that some part of Aaron Rodgers wants or needs attention. Like, why do you publicly talk about, I don't know if I'm going to stay. I predicted whatever was worked out, it would be a situation where Rodgers could get out at the end of every year because I think he wants everyone in that same position next year. TJ and Max, followed by Greeny. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance. It's a storm of entertainment that brings down the house. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Daniel Salerson, Aaron Summers filling in for Gus Kattengill. About 30 minutes left until... Our show is done, and then Pelicans and Hornets tonight from Charlotte. That's where we'll find John DeShazer, who does it all. He is the Pelicans radio analyst here on ESPN New Orleans and the Pelicans radio network, also senior writer for Saints.com, NewOrleansSaints.com, I should say. J.D., happy Monday to you. I'm sure you're a busy guy right now. How are you? I'm doing well. There's always something going on, so, you know, there's always (laughs) something to do. I'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have you both bo- bo- your have you put on both your Pelicans and Saints hat if I can get the words out here. But we'll start with the Pelicans. We just had Rod Boone on talking about the Charlotte Hornets. But I want to go back to last night and one of the phrase you've been using, which I really like, is uh, busting their assets. And I feel like the Pelicans have certainly been doing that in the last two games. What have you seen defensively that has really caught your eye? The way this team is defending in the last two wins. I think more than anything, I think it's activity and, and it's knowledge of what they want to do. I think um, they've mapped out a game plan and they have not let go of it. You see tight rotations. You see guys trusting each other because it's one thing to understand the assignments, another thing to do it and trust that your teammate's going to cover your back. So you see the rotations. You see the challenges. I think they've identified especially uh, the guys that they want to take three-point shots, the guys that they'll leave alone and the guys that they need to challenge. Because, I mean, the last couple of games, uh, the two opponents, you know, Atlanta and, and San Antonio, are shooting 28% from three. Uh, and we've seen teams shoot far better than that <laughs> against the Pills. But I think they've identified the guys they need to challenge and the guys that they, if they don't get to them in rotation, they're willing to live with those guys taking the three-pointer. I think last night one of the guys was DeAndre Hunter. Uh, San Antonio, we saw them, you know, willing to leave some guys open to take those threes and the guys that they wanted to take it away from. And I, I think that's been across the board, you know, with the three-point defense and the activity. Um, you know, 13 steals against San Antonio, 12 steals against Atlanta. That's incredible when you're talking about a team getting its hands on the ball 
and turning that into points instantly. And so I think that's the main thing, the activity and the knowledge. And now they tr- they seem to be trusting each other a little bit more. I don't know what happened, you know, during those five games that they lost when they were giving up 130 a game. Um, this that was not this team. <laughs> that was I don't think that was this team, and I don't know where that lapse happened. Uh, but whatever they did in film study and whatever they did in terms of talking to one another and talking it out, they've gotten it right at least these last couple of games. A lot of it sounds like it's been just the mentality and the approach of the team, this, them locking in from the moment that they step onto the practice court and they watch film and they figure out what their assignments are. Uh, it's been really fun to watch, seeing them really locked in on, on both ends of the court. Over the past, you know, all the, everything ever since the All-Star break, any players in particular that have stood out to you, some growth that you've seen? Well, I mean, you, you, you know, Jose's the obvious one, Jose Alvarado. I mean, he's playing like, you know, not like a guy who's on a two-way contract. He's going to be on this team, and I think he's going to be on this team uh, for a good portion of time because, you know, he gives this team really the pure point guard. Um, you know, C.J. McCollum can play point. Devontae Graham can play point. Uh, we've seen Herb bring the ball up, Herb Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he is a pure point guard from the from the standpoint of, he can get guys in the positions where they should be, and he can understand and recognize things. Uh, last night, he got Billy Hernan Gomez on the box against somebody, and I can't remember who he waved at. Either it was Herb Jones or it was or it was Trey Murphy, but he waved somebody out saying, that's the situation we want. I don't care what the play is. We want Billy one-on-one against this guy, and Billy went and scored. And so that's what he gives you, and that's the thing that, you know, besides the defense, because we, you know, we talk about the steals all the time, but him just being a traditional point who understands, you know, the flow of the game and understands how to get guys in position to score and how to distribute those things uh, really played a big factor. And of course, Herb Jones, you know, Herb just continues to impress. You know, if you don't like C.J. McCollum, then you know I don't, I don't know what's wrong with you because you know he's given the Pelicans the kind of guy that if everything breaks down, he can go get you a bucket. And I think every good NBA team has to have that kind of guy, and he's that guy. He can just say, clear out, get out of the way, I got this, I got you, jump on my back, and I'll score a bucket. And so, you know, those those guys kind of jump out to me. You know, Jonas has been consistent this entire season, uh, and he busted up the Hawks pretty good yesterday. Really, uh, they dominated the Hawks in the paint, which mm-hmm. which I thought possibly could happen because the Hawks really don't have much down there besides Clint Capella, but they really, really busted them up pretty well, so... You know, that played well into their favor. How big of a factor can the Pelicans' size be tonight against the Hornets? Well, the Pelicans have basically said, we're going to play big and we're going to make you match me, match us, which I really like. Um, you see a lot of teams in the NBA saying, well, we're going to try to do what, what you do. We're going to try to counter counteract you. And the Pelicans are basically saying, we're, we're going to play big. Uh, we're going to start with Valanciunas and we're going to start with, with, with Jackson Hayes. And we're going to go to Billy Heron and Gomez and put him on the court sometimes with Jackson Hayes. And we're going to make you try to counteract our size. And we don't think you can do it. And the last couple of games, uh, we've seen them be able to do it. It's had a really, really big effect. Hopefully it will against the, the Hornets. Now, the Hornets are different. They like to get up and down the floor. They don't care if you score against them. They feel like they can outscore you. And we saw that, you know, on the 11th when they put up 142 against the Pelicans. And I mean, they were tough to stop. Uh, they were making threes all over the place. They were 22 or 47 from three in that game. And so that made it really difficult for the Pelicans to kind of 
forced themselves on them size-wise because they were making so many threes and the Pelicans just couldn't slow them down. But that size can weigh on an opponent because if you're getting second-chance points and if you're getting points in the paint and you're beating them up and bruising them and getting them in foul trouble, that can weigh on an opponent. Hopefully the Pelicans can kind of slow this team down. I know Pelicans like to play with pace too, but hopefully they can take advantage of them in the paint. We're talking with John DeShazer, senior writer in NewOrleansSaints.com, Pelicans color radio analyst, Pelicans radio color analyst, I should say. JD, uh, I'm going to put your have you put your Saints hat on for just a moment here, as you are covering both teams. Um, I don't want to put you out of place here if you can't comment on it. But of course, the reports are that Jameis Winston is coming back to the New Orleans Saints. I feel like today has been a busy day for the NFC South, including Matt Ryan going to the Colts. Um, just your initial thoughts on, on the Saints uh, bringing back Jameis. Well, of course I can comment on it. If okay. you report it true, ha-ha. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought, I thought he played well for the Saints last year. He had 14 touchdowns and three interceptions. And I think he was kind of understanding that he didn't need to win a game. Just, you know, some situations you just don't need to lose a game. And that's all sports. You know, more games probably, I don't know who said it, maybe Bill Belichick, more games are lost than won, you know, if that makes any sense. You know, with teams turning it over and kind of giving it away. And Jameis Winston had 30 turnovers, 30 interceptions alone the last time he was a full-time starter in Tampa. So when he cut that down to three interceptions and 14 touchdowns in the seven games he played last year, that was phenomenal. Uh, it was very conservative, and obviously that's not something that's going to that's gonna stay. I think the Saints got to a point. Uh, with the game, he got injured, as a matter of fact, against Tampa. I think they were going to turn him loose and let him throw it a lot. And I think now that he's been in the system and now that he's played some, I think you know him coming back, he will be a guy who will be given a little bit more leeway, a little bit more freedom uh, to do what he's, what he's normally you know capable of doing, which is throwing the ball down the field and, and kind of getting the ball out of his hands and throwing it into, throwing it, throwing it into some tight windows uh, when there's a little bit of trouble. So you know, looking forward to seeing what he can do Hopefully if he can stay healthy, and hopefully if he's got a healthy Michael Thomas on the field with him because he didn't have that at all last season, things are going to have to add a little bit more at receiver. But you know, bringing him back, I think, was a, was, was a good thing, is a good thing for the, for the franchise. Before I let you go, J.D., um, you were able to hear from Catavia Street and Marcus May today uh, via Zoom. What did you learn about those two acquisitions and kind of how they um, will help the team on the defensive side of the ball? Well, if you get Street on that defensive line, he's going to have more production than he had in San Francisco. And he had his best season last year. He had three sacks and you know some quarterback pressures. But he hadn't really been healthy until last year in the NFL. It was his third year in the NFL. Put him on that defensive line uh, with David Onyemata and with Cam Jordan and with Marcus Davenport, and he's going to have he's going to be a factor uh, because he'll be able to have, have one-on-one situations and be free. You know, so he should be much more effective on the defensive line this coming year than he ever has been in his NFL career. Marcus May, you know, he tore his Achilles. Uh, he's coming back from an injury, but he seems like a perfect Saints player in that he plays multiple positions, mm-hmm. whether it's in the box or whether it's free safety or strong safety. He seems like a guy who you know, is one of those chess pieces, one of those quote-unquote positionless players that you can just plug in in a lot of areas. And that's what the Saints and the NFL are looking for. You're looking for guys who can do multiple things because the NFL is so multiple. You've got to have guys who can not just tackle, but got to be able to, to cover. Uh, not only cover, but they've got to be able to rush the passer. So he can do all of those things, it seems. So he could be a really good addition. I, 
I, I don't want to kind of say he's like, you know, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, but he sounds like he's played some of those roles with the Jets. So if he's healthy and he can play that kind of role with the Saints, it only makes the defense better. All right, so now we're looking at the NFC South quarterback situation. We talked about the Saints possibly signing Jameis Winston here. And then it sounds like the Falcons, they found their guy already. Marcus Mariota looking to be signing with the Falcons. So that's the top two overall picks from the 2015 draft. Wild that it comes back around now. It's 2022, and they're going to be facing off against each other in the NFC South. What do you think, Shady? Well, first of all, nobody, nobody is sadder of the quarterback change in the NFC South than Cam Jordan. <laughs> Matt Ryan 23 times. And that's more than any player has sacked any other player in the NFL history. Uh, so Cam Jordan, I'm sure, is somewhere in mourning right now. Um, Mariota <laughs> is, is a different cap because he gives you a different dimension because he can run it. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be hard. It's going to be a lot more difficult to get him on the ground because he offers that kind of mobility. And you can run some RPOs with him. So, you know, he gives you a dimension, I guess, somewhat like Taysom Hill gives the Saints. Uh, except he's probably a more accomplished passer. So, you know, he gives the, the Falcons a dimension that the Saints haven't had to deal with for a long time. And unfortunately, we saw when the Saints had to deal with that against Philadelphia, it didn't work out so good. So hopefully they'll be able to handle handle it a little bit better because Matt Ryan, you knew where he was going to be. And that's why Cam Jordan's tackling 23 times. You knew where he was going to be. But Marcus Mariota, you can move him around, and, and that that's going to make that offense a little bit more dangerous, even if they don't have the weapons that you think they might have on the outside. If you've got a quarterback who can keep plays alive, guys can fool around and get open. All right, that's John DeShazer, senior writer, NewOrleansSaints.com, Pelicans radio color analyst. He'll be on the call with Todd and Aaron here in actually just a few hours. J.D., I appreciate the time, and we'll talk to you from the arena in just a little bit. I appreciate you guys having me, and um, hopefully um, while we're here, we might as well go ahead and win three, three straight, right? Yeah, make make that three in a row before you get on that plane. I appreciate it, J.D. Thanks, man. All right, thanks. All right, that's John DeShazer. And, of course, Aaron breaking the news. Marcus Mariota on his way to Atlanta two-year deal. It's been officially announced by the Falcons, and that is pretty crazy. 2015 draft, Mm -hmm. Jameis and Marcus one and two, and now they'll see each other twice a year in the NFC South. Man, this day has been wild, I would say, as far as the quarterback situation in the NFC South has dramatically changed. I will confirm that Cam Jordan is upset. He has tweeted and he has put it on his Instagram that he's upset that Matt Ryan is leaving. He said he needs time to process it. (laughs) But if that's what's best for him, then I guess he's happy about it. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be different. Yeah, we'll give him some time to grieve. That's for sure. All right, we're about to wrap things up. Just one more segment to go, and then we'll get you on your way to after further review. You're listening to ESPN New Orleans 100.3 FM. Looking here, baby, I'm calling off on my knees, begging these, yeah. Looking here, baby, I'm calling off, crying off, hear me Protect yourself against upsets this March with Bracket Parlay Insurance on FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, all customers can get up to $25 back each day if your parlay of three legs or more falls just one leg short. I like all chalk in my parlay. I like Auburn covering 16 against Jacksonville State. I like Baylor covering 20.5 against Norfolk State. And I like Gonzaga covering 23.5 against Georgia State all in the opening round. 
Parlays are great because you can turn a small bet into a big payday. And with Cash Out, the ball's in your court, so you can close out your bet whenever you want before the game is even over. New to FanDuel? Just sign up with promo code KLRZ. Then you could bet the bracket all tournament long. That's promo code KLRZ on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Must be 21 and over and present in Louisiana. If exactly one leg loses, a refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. NCAA tournament SBK wager required. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-877-770-STOP. If your garage door is damaged or destroyed during Hurricane Ida, then you need to call American Garage Door Supplies in Homa today. If you need a dependable repair or professional installation, American Garage Door Supplies in Homa will deliver a level of incredible service for your residence or business. Call 985-633-1623 today or stop by 7424 West Park in Homa and check out the many colors of residential and commercial roll-up doors. Plus, at American Garage Door Supplies of Homa, you'll get your door in just a few weeks, not months. Like us on Facebook, American Garage Doors. If you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Time to wrap things up. Daniel Salerson, Aaron Summers filling in for Gus Kattengau. Don't you worry. Gus will be back tomorrow. Appreciate us spending the day with you. And it's been quite the busy Monday, Aaron. We went into this show thinking, all right, we'll talk some Pelicans. Mm-hmm. We'll talk a little Saints, a little March Madness. And then the NFC South just went all haywire on us as far as the QB situation. I feel like that's kind of taken over a little bit. You know the Pelicans have a big game tonight. We'll talk about that in just a second. But I think the quarterback situation in the NFC South, one, we have a little bit more of an idea now with at least two of the teams, right. with the Saints and the Falcons. But uh, kind of surprising. It's Matt Ryan to the Colts, Marcus Mariota to the Falcons, and James Winston back to the Saints. It's crazy to think about where we were all sitting last week. Everybody kind of just waiting for the ball to drop with Deshaun Watson. And he really did hold all the cards. And once he made the decision to go to the Browns on Friday late afternoon and shocked everybody with that choice, but big payday for him, I think – There was a lot of movement over the weekend, a lot of phone calls being made, and the dominoes started to fall today, uh, came out as has been reported at least that Jameis Winston signing with the Saints and Marcus Mariota with the Falcons because Matt Ryan is now with the Colts. And there's still a few more dominoes that are going to have to fall. There's still a few more players out there, a few more openings. So we'll see if anybody else gets picked up or moved. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo from the 49ers has been talked about. The Seahawks may be making a move. There are some options in the draft. It's going to be a fun end of the free agency. Saints are probably going to look to pick up a couple more players. I know wide receiver, running back, offensive line have been all areas of mention for them. Baker Mayfield, also the guy that will have to find a new landing yes, spot. how could we forget? Where does he go in this whole situation as teams are starting to pick their quarterbacks? You mentioned Seahawks might be in the running for one. You have the Carolina Panthers. Um, I think the 49ers are set with Trey Lance if they move Jimmy Garoppolo, but where does Jimmy Garoppolo go? Mm-hmm. So I feel like at least one of the dominoes has fallen with Matt Ryan. Now it's up to Baker Mayfield and potentially Jimmy Garoppolo on where 
those two go. We had breaking news in LSU as far as they have named their new head coach. Matt McMahon from Murray State is now heading the Baton Rouge and will be the new head coach for LSU men's basketball. And then we have the Pelicans tonight, 6 o'clock Central Time, right here on ESPN New Orleans with pregame coverage beginning at 5.30. This is a huge game, and all of them are huge, so maybe I should stop saying how important these (laughs) games are, but... After you won the first two on this road trip, now you got to get greedy a little bit, Aaron, and, and try to get this sweep because a chance to maybe gain another game on the Lakers they play tonight, a chance to maybe gain some more ground on the Blazers and the Spurs as well. Um, I think someone brought up a statement game tonight for this team, and I think like this could be an opportunity for one. There's a lot going on in the NBA right yeah. now. Obviously, you mentioned the the Trailblazers just announced that Damian Lillard will miss the rest of the season with that abdominal injury he's going to have surgery on it in fact and and that will mean he's out for the year we've seen Steph Curry possibly going to be out for the year with the Warriors there's a lot of opportunity out there for the Pelicans if they can just keep the foot on the gas gas and and keep locked in defensively things have been clicking and so yeah why not go out there get a win tonight and bring it back here and have some fun games here in the SKC. You hope the energy is there in that first quarter because the first quarter have been the bread and butter for this Pelicans team on this road trip, outscoring the Spurs 35 to 10 on Friday night. Last night it was 35 to 18, but this team is two and 10 on the second night of back to back. So I feel like Aaron, one of the keys has to be how this team can try to get off to a good start because back to backs, I mean, for us as broadcasters, sometimes we're a little tired on the <laughs> second day of a back to back. It only these players that play 30, 35 minutes and then have to fly, get into another place late and then play another game. I mean, I feel like that's where maybe this game starting off on the right note could really help this Pelicans team. Luckily for this back-to-back, it was a really quick flight from Atlanta to Charlotte in not even 30 minutes, and they were able to be in Charlotte pretty much in the hotel within an hour. So that is a benefit for sure for the Pelicans in getting started on this second game here. But it's about the mentality that you come into. You're going to have a day off completely tomorrow. You're going to have practice on Wednesday and then not another game until Thursday. So why not just kind of go go ahead, leave it all on the line tonight, and then get comfy on the flight back, right? Maybe get a little nap in and then sleep in tomorrow. A nap sounds really good right now for <laughs> me, right? Um, do you think they remember 142 points allowed the last time these two teams met? They have to, right? I think that it's been brought up if they did not remember. But the way these players are, man, they can remember everything, every little play, where somebody was. It's unbelievable sometimes i can't remember what i had for breakfast but yeah you can recall (laughs) something that happened 10 days ago between these two teams so yeah it should be a fun one as you mentioned the schedule for the pelicans after tonight is the chicago bulls on thursday this is a huge homestand so Mm -hmm. we're going to push anything right now we need to see you all out at the smoothie king center this weekend right across the street as we are in our smoothie king center studios the superdome is getting ready for the final four which will take place in just a couple of weeks but there is some more madness here you coming your way inside the Smoothie King Center, as Aaron mentioned, Thursday against the Chicago Bulls, a team that is fighting for seeding in the Eastern Conference. And then next weekend's going to be a lot of fun, Aaron. Four o'clock on Saturday, the San Antonio Spurs. You can really, by that point, potentially solidify at least whether you're going to, the Spurs are going to be able to catch up to you. And then the Lakers on Sunday at 6 p.m. Who knows what these two teams are going to be like come that day as the Pelicans have now tied the Lakers for ninth. They hold a tiebreaker, so they're sitting there at nine. But with the Lakers scheduled, they are at Cleveland tonight. 
Then they are at home just for one game against the Sixers on Wednesday, and then they start another road trip. So this is a big week for both the Spurs. Let's go. The Lakers and the Pelicans. You ready to go? Yeah. All right, we're ready to go. Big thanks to everyone involved with the show today. Thanks to Gus for letting us take over. 5.30, I'll have Pelicans warm up for you. Up next, Matty Hudak, Larry Holder. It's after further review. Thanks for listening to ESPN New Orleans 100.3. Spring is finally here. At Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa, we're ready. With truckloads of fresh inventory arriving daily. <laughs> 